When this shit dropped, I was like 16 Trying to get some head from a mixed thing Big dream, say goodbye to Rip James Nigga got a job, had my little wide Worst fear was getting robbed For my last $50 that I had left over Five dollars and they popped the nigga in his left shoulder Minimum wage, 515, 13's on the whip Kept my shit clean Alright, we back in this bitch Donnie Ray Donnie Ray's No Filter Featuring my man's Chris Stetzel Hey We back in this bitch for episode 12 we on a fucking streak, man. It's like six weeks straight or something. It's professional. Very professional. We tell you we're going to be back, and we back. Every week, man. So first off, man, we might as well get to it. I already said I was going to call you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> this man, Chris Stetzel, <laughs> has been over here watching Ohio State, rooting for Ohio State. And if I'm you, wearing a hat. <laughs> if the people remember... Right, he's wearing a fucking Ohio State hat. And if you people remember, probably about three or four episodes ago, he's talking about, I'm not going to watch Ohio State this season. What the fuck happened? I mean, it's what happened, honestly, is I did good until the Penn State game last week, which was week four. And it was a close game going into the fourth. I turned that shit on. They made the, the, the last play. They, it was hype. It was a great fucking game. It kind of pulled me in. And then today, my man's Adam was texting me, saying like, oh, I'm about to watch this game at four, blah, blah, blah. I was just settling in after my post-work shower. Post-work shower, ladies and gentlemen. And I tuned in, and it was a great game. I enjoyed it. Dwayne Haskins played great. And the thing is, what I said to Dom is it's tough just because like I fuck with a lot of players. That was tough. That was tough. Dwayne Haskins, Benjamin Benjamin Victor. Dixon, CJ Dixon, there's all these players that I fucked with already. Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins, like I fucked with them, but the problem is I still really don't fuck with Urban Meyer and how this situation was handled. But I do really fuck with the players. Right, but I it's still just tough because like I don't fuck with the way college football handles everything. I don't fuck with how Urban Meyer got to keep his job. But like I, right, fuck I will with these give him dudes. the credit. He did say uh, off air. He was like, I just wish Urban Meyer wasn't the coach. I yeah, will like, give him I the don't credit want him he looking like a bitch over on the sideline. Like, I don't Girl, care. What the fuck that happened to that nigga? That nigga was down on the knee and Yeah, shit. apparently, like, he got a... I think somebody collided with him, I think. Oh. That was a really, that was a really tough, tough catch. catch. Golly. Um, but, yeah, Don said he would call me out. I was planning I on saying some shit out. anyway. I, uh... We'll see. I'm not as dedicated as I was. I still get amped when I watch the games. When you've been supporting a team for a long time, it's, it's, it's hard to just turn it off. I was... A very proud Buckeye fan for a long time. And uh, not as proud anymore, but I did throw the hat on today. Consciously, I knew it was going to be a conversation. Right. Like yeah, I knew man. what was happening when I grabbed it. And but also- I have not worn a single one of my like 12 Ohio State shirts. They've all sunk to the bottom of my t-shirt drawer. This is the first Ohio State thing that I've worn in a long time. Like I don't even have my lanyard, my, my lanyard key for my keys anymore. It was Ohio you State. You consciously switched it out? Not broke. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to stunt. Nah, but uh, he also got that fucking Cubs shirt on. We got to talk about the Cubs, how they fucking lost. Yeah, me and Don both fucked our bedtime up for them. Right. We are up here. We're, we're, he's texting me. We were texting a little bit about it, and then they fucking lose in the 13th inning. The Man. 13th. 
But man, it was a it was, it was a decent a, it season. Was a, it was a good game. We just couldn't get we just couldn't get the bats like throughout the second half of this season, and then in this game, we just couldn't get all our bats going at the same time, and it was is a problem. So, uh, what what can you do? It was a it was a pitcher's duel. Like it was a great great like you had to just really be about some just competitive baseball because it was a grind the whole way through. Both pitchers were in very good control. John Lester and whatever the fuck that other dude's name was throwing. Some mean 94-95 mile-an-hour fastballs that were uh, really fucking with the Cubs hitters. So who you think going to win the uh, whole thing? I was going to say World Series. Well, who you think is going to make the World Series? Red Sox, (laughs) Dodgers or some shit. I don't fucking know. Not the Rockies, not the Brewers. That sounded like a hater, but I might be... (laughs) I might be. I don't really have shit against the Rockies, but the Brewers can suck a fat dick. He said he didn't want the Rockies. Shit. I know a lot of people, they want the team that beat their team to win. Yeah, so no, I'd actually, I would fuck with the Rockies also as well because, like, they, they just saying, haven't we been. We lost to they, the World Series champs. The, and they, that, I mean, shit. But then they they also just, they haven't been in the, in the serious mix in a long time. So I always support teams uh, making a run. Also, I just want the Yanks to lose. I'm never going to be excited about the Yankees doing well. So we'll we'll see how that – yo, they can show that replacement. Shit, I, I, didn't, I don't fuck with the Yankees. But shit, if Aaron – I feel like if Aaron Judge won a World Series, then he might lead the Yankees. Fuck Aaron Judge. So then that boy, he is, lead, yoked, that boy is yoked, though. Right, so if he lead the Yankees, then he can go to somebody like my team, the Marlins. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> right. All right. That'll be the one and only time we ever quote Lil Pump on this <laughs> podcast. Like, I can, I can fucking promise you. Let's get it. Will never happen again. I all apologize. Right. But he, he's from Florida, so it all, it all goes, all meshes nicely. That's true. So next topic of discussion, we could talk about King Troll Kanye. <laughs> King Troll. <laughs> And apparently, Wendy pushed the so. Black did we Friday. talk about this on the last one? Yeah, because we yeah, said we if did. it was if it was not too long, we were gonna do it on this episode as well. So right, so he's supposed to drop it on what was it nine twenty nine? Yeah, he didn't drop it then, and he didn't say shit about it. Kim Kardashian is the one who ended up breaking it, like what's, what's a week say? later or something, a week and a half. She just tweeted, "Yandy's sorry, Yandy's delayed until nine or eleven twenty three which is Black Friday, November 23rd. Let's go UCLA. We've been here watching this UCLA-Washington game. And, uh, Hoping for an upset. And that's about all we... Chris oh, was said hating on UCLA earlier, but I'll let it slide. Said, <laughs> said he's going to... He's going to Africa, he said, to finish the album. This man is a trip. Kanye, that's what I was about to say. Kanye is on some... He's a, he's a different type of motherfucker, man. King Troll, man. What can we say? What did you post on Instagram? What was it? What was he wearing with the MAGA? He was hat? fucking wearing so "Make America Great Again" and a fucking Snoop Dogg fucking T-shirt. Young Snoop after Snoop said, "Make your music great again." Right. Yo, but then like right after he posted that, Snoop was like, "Shit, we cool." Like I'm not even. Yeah, joking. Snoop was actually had took that um, actually took that picture off of Snoop's Instagram. Like he he had posted a video yeah. and Snoop and wasn't like he was really like shot. he's like it's like basically like it's love like right I was like <laughs> I mean it's I, hard to fucking stay like I've had it with niggas that I've been falling out with that was my niggas it's hard to fucking stay falling out with people that you fuck with 
But see, the problem is, is, is what they are talking about disagreeing with is like serious shit to them. You know what right. I'm saying? But, but but also maybe they they had a dialogue or right we don't he, really know. he dug more into his Instagram and looked at some explanations. They probably did have a dialogue because you know Kanye been posting all yeah, the fucking been pictures of love. tweets it's and all shit. Love. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be excited to hear what Yandi sounds like when it comes Text out. Messages. But now we we a good month and a half off of it, so it's pushed to the what's back the date again November twenty third like goddamn like that's a minute. So that'll be once I get back from vacation. Still trying to figure out where I'm gonna go. You say when? I said, no, I know when I'm gonna go. I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna go. You don't know what what, what city exactly? I don't know if no, I don't know if I want to go Denver. I don't know if I want to go to Cali. I don't know if I want to go to Seattle. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Washington does have some great prices too. But and I'm so going, will Cali. I'm really. going by myself, so it won't fucking matter. Be right. chilling. Be chilling. Should go to uh, Vegas. Go to a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> He's at a brothel. No, don't go to Vegas, man. They should still tax. Text, they text, don't. Text, text. They don't have that shit set up yet. Ryan's talking about like sixty dollar eight. <laughs> what? They better literally put me to sleep on like one hit. The fuck? Oh yeah, they did go to Vegas. Yeah. Fucking managers. You didn't talk to Nick about it. This guy. Not much. <laughs> this guy. I'm trying to think. Any? Do we have any other fucking topics before we get into this music? Um. Not really, I don't believe. I don't really think it did. If we do, we'll fucking stop the music and <laughs> say <laughs> Right. But uh so like we talked about last week, this week we chose to break down the Carter Five. Golly. And I listened to it like two or three times. I listened to it one time. So I always try to listen to it one time without like taking notes and then I try to listen to it and then take notes. So it was a fucking it was a good ass album, can't lie. It was better than I had anticipated. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, Don has been hating on the music that Lil Wayne's dropped in the meantime, which is you can de- like you can definitely argue on some of them. I won't say that all the music he's dropped is trash, but there's definitely been some flops and some experimentation. Some bullshit. So there's definitely reason to be skeptical. Um, but then you also just have to think about what the Carter series has had consisted of leading up to this. And you had to think that like he wasn't going to put Carter on it if it wasn't going to slap. And I mean, through legal battles and multiple different dates falling through and blah, 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 blah. It's crazy. To me, it was just crazy that it was six years of hype and it it didn't disappoint. Like, didn't even come close to being a disappointment for the Carter series. And in my opinion, wrapped up the... In my opinion, there should be no Carter 6 dot dot dot. There should be no more Carters. Like, in my opinion, the way that he finished this one is perfect. Like, in my opinion, the Carter series is complete. He can put out whatever other albums he wants. But I think it would be silly to put any more Carters on it, to me. Just because at this point, it feels the story's complete, more or less. Has he said anything about any other Carters dropping or anything? Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything? Uh-uh. No, I do know that he has, like, I think they said, like, five, six albums worth of shit that he had recorded, though, over the years, obviously. Um, so something will happen. And I, I know he's he's going on tour off the Carter Five. 
I might have to hit that motherfucker up. Also, I would really love for them to wait for Drake to get off tour and do Drake versus Lil Wayne too. Drake didn't even make an appearance on this album. Either. He said one thing in one song. Yeah. He it said, like, Weezy, uh, where yeah. you been at? The people miss you. And then he was gone. Right. He was supposed to have been on one song, but uh, something with clearance just didn't happen in time. And same with Post Malone, I guess. And uh, How does that even make sense? How do you not get clearance? For just a feature? Yeah. I have no fucking idea. I like no I can see for a sample or something, but how does that make sense? That nigga ugly. Oh, here's some here's some other thing. Something I would like to talk about actually. That's separate. What you you probably didn't notice this, uh, but Jay Cole's the sideline story disappeared from all streaming services suddenly about a two week and a half two weeks ago, and nobody has given an explanation as to why that fucking happened. Jay Cole, his quiet ass didn't tweet shit. Uh. The like CEO of Dreamville or something, or I don't know. Somebody was just like, "Oh yeah, like I'm aware. You can stop tweeting me. We're gonna work to get it back up." Which that's probably gotta be like a sample situation. I would assume like they're not gonna pull that down for no reason after so many years. But that shit was far ride. Is and he like, still signed to? Yeah, I was just checking checking Google Play or something there. To Rock Nation. Was he son- Is he still signed to Rock Nation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Dreamville is just kind of like hit. Like Rock Nation is his umbrella over Dreamville. Yeah, I mean, I was just wondering. Cause I'm like, maybe it's something because of that. Maybe it's something like. But uh, man, like that that album to me has too many hits to be playing games. Let's get that shit back up. Uh, and it is what was fucked up is that probably I was his actually, worst project. I was actually what? You said yeah, I said it. You said his worst project. Yep. Bullshit. You think For Your Eyes Only is his worst project? Not worse than Sideline Story. Bullshit. How many times in your life have you listened to Sideline Story? Shit, more than For Your Eyes Only. Because <laughs> you only listen to that. Did you listen to that only once? I listened to like maybe twice. Okay, Hurt. He said no replay value. And he, he held by that. But Hurt, that's crazy. I can't believe you think that way. I mean, I, I get it. Because it's also, it's also by... It's his most commercial album to me as well. But I mean, like, is. nobody's perfect, can't get enough, Cole's world, lost ones, break down, work out. I've heard better. I've heard better, J. Cole. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I love that album. And I was actually going, that's what I was saying. I was actually yeah. going to play, that was the same dude, bro. Fuller is eating. I don't know who this dude is on Washington, but he is eating. Um... But yeah, I was actually going to play like that album specifically, so I was shook as fuck. I was like, "That's not acceptable." See, lucky for me, I think I have. Is that on my shit? Yeah, I got it. I got it on my actual music, so I don't have no problems. If I want to listen to it, I can actually listen. Man, he to a real, it. he a real J Cole fan. <laughs> <laughs> I got the actual downloaded album, so. I don't have to worry about it. You have a physical disc of that one? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you have any J. Cole physical discs? Yeah, I got a Born Center. And I might have... We're going to have to bring that one at some point. I think point. I have 2014 four-seal drives. When too. we get back to class, just like doing more classic stuff instead of trying to stay on some newer stuff, we'll have to do some Born Center because that's... Is that, is that your favorite J. Cole? 
like damn near. That's just a feeling. Uh, it's fire. Yeah, I don't know. See, it's between that and 20, 2014. Which is also fair. 2014. So it's hard to say. It's hard. It's, it's hard. it's hard to not just say 2014, honestly. Like, I feel like for almost anybody. But I think, I don't know. Born Center just definitely has... Born Center definitely was cold. Cold. So I, think, I think that's his most underappreciated, without a doubt. I don't think it gets enough love. I think people overlook that shit. <clears throat> It's because he dropped 2014, and that kind of just and then, blew that, that, was just, that was just his identity at that point. Platinum with no features. <laughs> that's like, where it all began. That just blew it out the water. Something trying to think. Do we got any more topics before we get into this fucking Carter Five? Carter Five, Carter Five. Recommended new releases. Young Draco. Yeah, yeah. That's Soldier Boy dropped an album, folks. Go peep it. It's not too shabby. T.I. dropped an album. Go peep it. We might have to get one of, the, one, or two, one of those in there, in here. Next time. I think I already low-key know what I'm bringing next time, too. <laughs> so I don't even know. So, okay, so we'll get into this fucking Carter 5 with no further fucking do. <clears throat> the intro is crazy. The actual introduction to the album is crazy. When I first heard it, it's not what you're expecting from a Lil Wayne album. Right off the bat, when you know somebody's when somebody's about to slap on a whole album, what are they gonna do? They're gonna put their mama on the intro. What did Lil Wayne do? <laughs> put his mama on the intro. And like as she goes on. If you were really listening, like you just it just hits you in the feels. A lot of people ask me, I can't wait for your album to come out. I'm just proud of you. Cause you, I feel like a lot of us can just hear our mom saying shit like this to us. Not about an album. We not all got albums coming out, but just about shit. Like, oh, I can't wait for you to do this, that. Like, just that mom love. Y'all know how it is. If you got a mom, mom love you. She over crying. Yeah, bro, she's straight. I love you. Oh, I love you, Dwayne. I love you, Dwayne. Dwayne. This motherfucker with two minutes, too. I love you, Dwayne. <laughs> she said, I know it's going to be a beautiful album. I love you, Dwayne. Yo, he's an asshole. <laughs> no filter, he said. She sound like Kendrick on Mona Lisa with the sniffles. I love you, Dwayne. She might be doing blow. <laughs> so what fucking beat? That'd be ugly as fuck. Me, me and Don are assholes. <laughs> I love you, right? Real talk. It is a dope little intro. It puts you in the mind state for the album. But me and Don definitely clowning it right now. <laughs> he even got his eyes closed over there and shit. He might actually be crying. Don might be getting emotional because the Carter Five's out. But then, when this intro ends, and we go into the next song, and the first, really the first actual voice you hear on the album, you hear Wayne say Carter 5 or C5 right at the beginning, but the first voice we're going to hear is XXX Tentacion. After his mama crying, you get to hear X going in on this hook on a dope beat. 
and like I think X sounds like almost a little bit off pitch a little bit like it almost sounds just like dope and really raw this song cold hey So this song was produced by, uh, I forgot I turned it up for that fucking, uh, Yo, did you notice how all over the production is, bro? Like, there's so many different producers on this song. Right, so this song was produced by Zen and Ben Billionaire. And I, first note I had, I initially, I fucked with that fucking hook, like you said. So, like, I had, uh, I recently, I said recently, <laughs> recently been fucking with, uh, like the golf boy clicking all that shit and like you had said that reminds you of some uh fucking little peep type shit that's what i had uh noticed when i heard that hook i was like just remind me of some golf boy click type shit yeah. and then um yeah this song definitely cold though and then wheezy actually just he says some dope shit in here uh right, honestly right off the bat he said uh i see death around the corner and the U-turn signs looking like a smile. So if you think about that, is what that would mean is he's heading right the fuck at it. Because normally a U-turn would look like a frown, but the U-turn looks like a smile, and death's right around the corner. He's heading right towards it, um, which is crazy with X on the song, um, and what you just heard his mom saying before, just how it all goes together. And you, uh, then some crazy shit need my family tree next to a money tree with a bunch of leaves in the garden of eden with a bunch of eaves no food punch for me i sip from the fountain of youth so if i die blame the juice like wheezy bars right, that hook really just codes in me oh bro like i don't i don't even know exactly what it is about it but like when i'm in my car with this song bro i'm going with it Right. <laughs> it just got a good vibe to it, and I don't even like normally fuck with uh, X. He got another song with Lil Peep that just had norm uh, recently came out. This song pretty cool. I guess it was written by like uh, I Love McConan. And then I really like uh, Wheezy's flow on this one and his his reserved sound kind of let let X's hook really like hits you every time because Wheezy's just like so kind of calmly just flowing over this beat like just really naturally right and he had a line that I thought was cold he said uh what'd he say mama tell me to be careful he said voice in my head give me an earful that shit just cold because niggas be hearing you don't be hearing voices and shit but like nigga you know con dealing with the conscious the good and the bad that shit called wordplay. And uh, and he says some cool shit uh, right at the end of like all his verses, and it's his one of his things throughout this song. Um, but if heaven's as good as advertised, I want a triple extension on my motherfucking afterlife. Play on triple X tentacion, but he wants to extend on his after. Like he's saying, if heaven's really that dope, then bet let's just let's just have a long ass afterlife. And like the theme of this song to me is just like shit, like shit can be hard, like life's hard, but like don't cry about it. Try to just, you gotta roll with the punches. Right. That's, that's, that's really it to me. Um, right, so the next song you was talking about, it's called Dedicate. That's another song I think it's produced by the Zen and Ben Billionaire nigga. Oh, actually this is produced by 
Louis Hayes, Rocket Main, and the beat is sick. Many gave it. I love it. This is one of my favorite beats on, honestly. And like, that's two chains right there. Like his like, then you're like sounding chopped and screwed voice off of his song "Dedication" off of College Grove. Um, that is just—it's literally a dedication to Lil Wayne, like talking about what he's done for the culture, and then Lil right. Wayne like and redid like it basically. Song, yeah, that's why I felt like this whole song. And was like also when you when you hear this song and really listen to it, you're like, God damn, Wheezy really did change the whole fucking culture. Like whether you like Wheezy like that or not, when you see these new dudes, hear these new dudes, Lil Uzi's Young Thugs, all tatted up on the face and the sound, like. This is Wheezy. Like, I don't give a fuck what you say. I, I was watching a reaction video to a, one of these new songs. And this motherfucker literally said, Oh, he sounds like Young Thug on this track. I said, well, What? No. Young Thug sounds like Lil Wayne, bro. Except way less understandable. So, like, stop. Stop. Like, he may have added a little bit more melodic stuff to some of his shit. But, like, Young right, Thug. What... Young Thug is... A descendant of was he Lil young? Wayne. I feel like a lot of young niggas don't really appreciate Wayne because they haven't really. I give it to them. They haven't really seen the good Wayne. Cause like I said, I feel like recently, like a lot of his shit has been whack. So I can give them the benefit of the doubt. They haven't really heard any good Wayne that they haven't really went back in. I feel that. But like, also, if you're really into hip hop and you haven't heard the Carters for real, like then that's that's true. Then like, what? He starts verse two so hard. Right, I, that was a line. I started this shit. Right. You just part of this shit. I'm the heart of this shit, and the heart doesn't skip. Take the heart of your bitch, cause like Bart, you a simp, and your water don't drip, so your garden ain't shit. Like that is that's retro wheezy right there. Like, right, he was spit. Fuck, I'm trying to find a bar. Cause he was fucking spitting. Hold on. Gotta find that motherfucker. Maybe it was on the first verse. I thought it was on the second one. Walk it like you talk it. Now you walking and shit. I did fuck with his flow on this motherfucker for sure. I feel like a lot of these songs too. He had a cold ass flow. This is yeah. No, There's definitely flow. one song in particular I made note of it. His flow's a one through this whole thing. This was actually the song that I was listening to that uh, inspired me to like send you that little that little snippet of some bars. Yeah. It just randomly came into my head just based off literally based off of his flow in this beat because I fuck with it. Like this song is one of my favorites on it. Um, and he's got the man, Barack Obama, on the outro. Oh, yeah. One of the best quotes. All right, that's crazy. You know we had to get clearance for that, too, so that means Barack cleared that. <laughs> that's cold if you think about that. Man, what you think about this Swiss Beats beat right here? You like this shit? You think oh, this is, this is when he... Uh, was it the Green Ranger beat? Yeah. 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 I actually kind of fucked with this beat. It gets it's get it's, it gets old to me though too. Uh, and they're doing like one of the it like blew up for a second the, the uproar challenge. People were dancing to this shit all like I don't even see that. And I was just like people need to chill because I was like it ain't all that. Five, four, three, two, I let one. But he was them spitting on this motherfucker. I think I mean no. Like a buffalo. Oh 
Yeah, he definitely has some bars in here. Uh, hold on, here it goes. Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, where the ones go? Hey. It's a shit show. Put your front row. Talk your shit, bro. Let your tongue show. Money over bitches and above hoes. Them favorite love quote bars. <laughs> That's how I be. That's I how I come to at the end of the day. Money over bitches, man. He is funny too, man. Talking about sleeping with a gun and she don't snow. Right, and he had a. And then uh, trade the ski mask for the muzzle. Right, he had a, on the second verse, he came in hard. I wait till he gets to it. Hey. Those. Love go. What the up, bro? Yo, and I don't know why, but like that five four three two one, I let one go. Like that is so hard to me. Like I don't know why, but I get hype every time. On bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. Get the fuck though. On bluff, bro. I come out the scuffle without a scuffle. Bars. Nigga said, I come out the scuffle without a scuff. Bars, nigga. That's, that was hard. And it's crazy because uh, if you listen on the fucking Green Ranger, so this beat was originally on, what was that? Uh, like, sorry for the wait, like two maybe, or sorry for the wait one. One of those. The first, the first, the first one, one, I think, it was like, sorry for the wait one. Um. He had this fucking beat. Well, it wasn't exactly this beat. Cause they had a little more on this, but it was like uh, him and J. Cole, they were spitting on it. And he actually said he didn't really fuck with this beat. But I guess he did kind of fuck with this beat to put it on the fucking I album. He, I mean, he did it. I, he filled it out better this time to me. Um, man, he, he, to me, this is just like shit only Wheezy says, where he says, put the green in the bag like a lawnmower. Hair trigger pulled back like a cornrow. Like, that's creative as shit. Like, that's shit I really can't hear coming out of anybody's mouth except for Lil Wayne. Right, get that wordplay. Like, you may say and believe and be factual that sipping lean destroys your fucking brain, but this man been sipping lean since the fucking 90s. Destroy your kidneys. And, I mean, he did have a lot of issues from it. Seizures and shit. Right. Hey, this song was cold. Cold. I think this is like 2014, 2015 Travis right, yeah, Scott. Right, yeah, he was saying he thinks it's an older Travis Scott song. It just doesn't sound, like his his shit doesn't sound as mature, but also I like it. Like his, he killed his part, honestly, to me. And like it's cool to me how like Travis comes in and has like damn near his, his like part of the song, and then Wheezy takes his part of the song, and they're very... Different stylistically, but like also still a similar ish sound. Right, yeah. I didn't really. The hook was cool. But I can see, yeah, it does kind of sound like an earlier Travis hook. The way you work, I think I had a twin. I like that. That's all been in. Hey. It does kind of sound. It doesn't really sound like Travis right now. Like, even just like his voice sound like lighter. Yeah. Like his voice sound a little heavier, a little darker now. I just think he sounds really good. It's Travis Scott, so he's not he's not saying the most. Right. <laughs> he, and and the, the thing is too is that Weezy came on this track like spitting, like flowing like a motherfucker. Yeah, Weezy was definitely fucking spitting on this song. I made note of that for sure. And he started right off the bat too. I love it. Uh, I gotta let the hook get through a little bit. Who made this beat? Who is this produced by? This is produced by Dark Work and uh, Seven Thomas. 
The song was cold. Be cold. And then Weezy just comes in so hard. Right, he about to kill it. And he was riding the beat crazy. Hey. And I feel like on a lot of songs on this album, he was riding the beat crazy. Like, really well. Like, you can tell he put good work into this album. And Weezy's one of the only people who just picks a word and just stays with it somehow. Like, finds a way to keep saying the same word, but using it in a different way. He'll eventually do it with line and mind. Right here. Crazy. Like that's crazy. I see what you're saying. I never really. He said, "Free, free your mind, read your mind. Body take a week to find. The cops be like, never mind. What's on your mind? Put the pistol to your mind. Blow your mind. Control your mind. Mind freak. No sober mind. I'm so behind. Like that's fucking crazy. That is cold. I never really." And then he did it with line. He said it then pose be line. It's a thin line. I know you know the line. Second line, second line, effective line. Uh, that's a line, extra lines, you're next in line. Like he is something. Right, he was definitely spitting on this motherfucker. Trying not to get pinched, smoking on I can a see this being like stench, a, uh, Looking in the mirror, trying to figure where my pupils went. Like, damn. I can see this being like a fucking uh single. Yeah. At least he, like a Travis, Travis is the voice for a single hook. Like, yo, but this, this is where you started, like. This is the Can't Be Broken. Yeah. It started to, like, see that Wayne might might make some music that was more mature than he ever had before. Right. The, I fuck with the uh, flow on this song. I actually fucked with the, uh, I fuck with the next song more than this, but I did fuck with this song for sure. I think this is a this is a nice kind of transition into the the vibey portion that we're going into because the next song's a fucking vibe. Like I'm with that. I like the next song more. But I like this hook's okay. Right, the hook remind me of something. Damn, I think like a maybe like a Rick Ross hook. Fuck. I wish I could remember, but it definitely reminds me of some type of hook just like that, where it's like some chick like singing and like some like. Almost like not eerie, but it's like weird type vibe. Man, that's a bar. When money went from army green to navy blue, I said salute, bulletproof. I gave him proof. Stop. Money, army green, it was green, then it's blue now. The hundreds, that's crazy. Then he said salute. I play on the uh, armed forces. I fuck with this hook though. Cause it got a, like a just a and not weird really, sound I fuck with the post chorus he brings in too, honestly. The G code. The G code. We can't break the G code, cause we bros. Hey, you know how I be? Yeah. <laughs> that unwritten G code. Call it the bro code a lot of times, but he can call it whatever the fuck he wants. He's right. And like his flow on this is really great. In your face, not fix your face. I can't. I think I did make another that was that on this song. Ah. Yep, definitely cold flow. Yep. So it's definitely cold in this motherfucker. Oh, this because I'm seeing a mirror break behind a pretty face. That's a bar. Talking about you can you can look fine. Your titties fake. You can look fine, 
but what's on the inside might be so ugly that that mirror will break anyway when you're looking into it. Like, that's fucking hard. Right, and he said, your chest, your titties fake, being like, okay, sticking your chest out, thinking you tight, bitches be thinking you, thinking they tight, but bitch, you fake. You got fake tits, fake ass, all this shit, you're not really, that ain't really you, bitch. So you think you cold, but you not really cold. I got a lawyer that can turn any case into a pillowcase? Only Weezy says shit like that. Bars. Like, that's just creative. It's different. Saying that case ain't shit to him. Although he has been the prison. Yes, he has. That fucking deposition video is funny it's as fuck. the funniest fucking... One of the funniest things in my life. Because, like, my favorite part is that he real life threatened that fucking dude right there. He said, he can't protect you out there. He can't protect you. And then, it, and then the guy says, well, what do you mean? I was talking to myself. Like, no. bro, stop. You can't, you can't just threaten him, Wheezy. That's, that's literally not the move. Like I said, I was talking to myself. But nah, so this song is called Dark Side of the Moon. Incredible. And this uh, was produced by Jonah Christian and what? What, Bloke? Yeah. Am I tripping or have you never heard Nikki sing this well? Because I've never heard her sing personally this well, like this full of a voice. I don't know. I never listened to the what her albums, like the print print. She might have fucking sang on there, like I don't she know. was singing her ass. But I never heard her. And is it? And you can tell Weezy worked on his singing voice. I think too. He's sounding good to me. All right, this song definitely had a R and B vibe to it. For and sure. I don't. Weezy's not always the best to me on like love cuts. It's it's hit or miss for me. Right. Um, and that's this, what I definitely made a note. This is one of the rare Weezy songs that made me feel away when I was just listening to it by my by myself. They did a great job of staying on theme, both of them through the whole thing, making space references. Uh, this hook is amazing. Write this on code. It's a vibe. And this song was just about like Just how you just fucking Do whatever for Your significant mm. other Motherfucker you care about And I feel like everybody can relate to that If you really truly in love He's like I do whatever Amazing together on this song too Right but like now, do you, you think this is an older song, newer song? I think this one's gotta be. I don't know. I think it could be an older concept, but I think they've been working it. Like, cause I really, genuinely feel like they both been working on their singing voices, bro. Like this sounds. Full. So don't this forget about that auto tune. Auto tune can make shit look sound crazy. Heard that? Yeah, you're not wrong. Especially if it's used correctly. Right. Tra Travis Scott turns it up to 11, and that's how he gets that sound. He probably puts his voice through like three or four different shits, too. Who the fuck knows how he does that? Not me. He, he don't fuck with uh, Travis Scott auto-tune. It's just a little too much for me. I can't, I can't ever enjoy his music because it's just so aggressively auto-tuned. Like, I could not get into Astroworld. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Some of those motherfucking Travis Scott fans talking album of the year on that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Not even in the conversation. He said not in the conversation. I'm disrespectful. But now, nah, Nikki definitely was killing this singing for sure. 
Like, I want to hear more of this from her. I would be more inclined to listen to her music if I thought it all sounded more like this. Not that Nicki cannot rap, but I'm also really glad she didn't try to come on this and rap next to it. Or, I mean, that just wasn't the concept of the song. But, like... That's what I said. Maybe Wayne didn't even give her a chance. It was just like, this what I need you to do. Next song, though, I'm going to start talking right now while they're fading out. Y'all, I briefly told y'all how I felt about this track last week. This is this is song of the year to me. This is literally one of the better songs to me in my whole life. He fuck with this song. I really fucking do, bro. Like I've listened to this song so many times. The storytelling on this from both of them. Lil Wayne setting up this grimy ass story that I feel like Lil Wayne and Kendrick were the perfect two to tell, and then let Kendrick tell the story from the other side more or less and I just think it's so good like I, I don't know what Don's opinion is on it I think this shit is so fucking good though it wasn't it wasn't one of my favorite songs on that say it was not damn it's a cool song you recognize the storytelling though obviously but you also storytelling is my shit though like that's some of my favorite rap a lot of times in this bitch started popping bottles getting drunk with these bitches, and when they leave, they get followed. Hey, and then bitch, don't know much about her. Hey, that's it. This shit cold though. You can't. The beat was definitely hard. I just you can't trust I don't these know. women. I said no, bitch. I said get him. And they get lengthy. He hit it and sleep on her titties. I mean, essentially, this is just. It's a prolonged story of Wheezy talking about how he's working with these females to get go get dudes at the club or whatever, uh, get information out of them and set them up, come and stick them up, right. rob they shit, run up in they shit, hit that lick, hit that lick. And I, I have to assume that this story stems from a real place. Like I know this shit be happening when you got money. Like I know this shit is real. Right, yeah, motherfuckers do be getting licks hit on them, like, shit, not even having money, so I know motherfuckers with money be getting set up. Because you know motherfuckers with money, too. This part right here. They fall, they're gullible, fucking fall for a bitch, quick. He talking about when they wake up, and he's freaking out, and she says, what's wrong? He says, nothing, keep resting. She say, what's missing? How you know something missing? He scratches head. She says, get back in bed, and she give him some head. Boy, you can't trust them bitches. Like, she fucked up by saying, what's missing? When he didn't say something was missing, and then she caught it, and she's like, oh, shit. He's going to catch me. Nah, let me just suck this dude's dick to distract him, because men are easy like that. Because you... All of us know we can forget pretty quick. <laughs> Don't front. <laughs> Shit. And then she tell me, and Maybe. I be all is. And I call Liz and say, she come home. I said, good girl, just remember what I told you. She gave me this loot. I said, girl, you a soldier. Hey. And he was definitely spitting. But like, yeah, you right. Maybe it was the storytelling all that made it not my favorite. I don't know. Oh, and one of the hardest bars, honestly, to me. Ah. I ain't here to fuck around, I ain't here to fuck around, cut it with your hands down. This is enough, you can put your hands down. Not right there, but he actually said up here, um, right after he said, she gave me a salute, I said, girl, you a soldier. Uh, it said, she opened the door naked, she left it unlocked. 
they started French kissing, so he didn't see moi. Like that's hard. Cause right? Yeah, about, he was. They start French kissing, yeah, that was so cold. she couldn't see me, moi. But moi is also a French word. That's just a bar. Take everything that you have till you don't even have an opinion. We have your attention, and now you looking down a barrel on me. Song was cold. I really want to hear Kendrick verse. Kendrick, I, and I really Kendrick, thought Kendrick was killing it more than fucking. Wayne see, because Kendrick's so dynamic, bro. Kendrick starts in this character or in this voice. He switches voices like three, four times, and the last part that he embodies, like he's just so like you just feel he's so hurt. Like the character is hurt, and he just does such a great job of portraying that feeling. Hey, like I go against God, poetry in a pear tree, sweet tone like a hummingbird. When she asked him, did he want to make love in a yellow taxi? Never gave two fun, jumped in the backseat, woke up in the morning to the great gas. Then he talked it again like the bitch Lassie. And when he comes back in here, this part's so hype. Hype. Found out, found out that I fucked, he was unhappy Bitch, I never let the bullshit get past me Better yet, I wanna break up, don't you ask me About a motherfucking double standard acting this dick, that's just nasty Matter of fact, bitch, give me your phone Just give me your phone Let me like a lollipop The ringtone's Wayne Yeah, this, I feel like you had said this is a, it felt like an older uh, older Kendrick. Yeah, I definitely feel like this older. I feel like he don't really do this little voice shit no more. <laughs> I think it's so hard though. I remember that used to be something that I would hear niggas said they didn't like the little voice shit that he always do. What do you think about it? I don't really. It's cool in spurts, but like I don't fuck with a whole verse like this. Like See, I think it was like, perfect on this track though, because just because of what he needed to get across. Because you could feel that hurt. You knew he was hurt. <laughs> and I think I think this hook how it comes in at the end. I think it's fire when it comes in. Without a doubt. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so Don doesn't rock with it as much as me, which is fine. Every song is gonna speak to people in different ways, but that's like. I have to like put that song aside when I'm talking about my favorite song. He uh, said that definitely might be it. Now, nah, but I, this next song is called "What About Me," and I fucked with this song. I felt like I had like a pop feel to it. This isn't one of my favorites. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. So I don't think there's any purely bad songs on this album. But I did not fuck with this one. It's heavy. Pop. But I like the hook a lot. The hook is fucking hard. And Wayne sounds smooth, he just not saying that much to me. I fucked with the song. I felt like he was Hey. The beat's cold too though. Yeah, I fuck with the hook. I felt like this song was <coughs> Like I felt this song though. I don't know, maybe because it's like personal shit. Yeah. But like I felt this song because I felt like he was saying, like, what about me? Like, I done all this shit for you, bitch, and you fucking with this other motherfucker. Yeah, actually, like, I can definitely understand. Yeah, you can feel where I'm yeah, coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so I felt this song. Can't trust these hoes. Man, he can't. Wonder if she's listening. Man, so I feel no. You a hoe. But I, <laughs> so I had, I felt this song for sure. And that's that's another uh, note I had made. Like, like you had uh, definitely said something about this. I don't know, if, <laughs> like on last episode, 
feel like he's making more grown man music. This is definitely a realer song, I feel like. And I show you that Wayne done been through some shit. And I think Men, men on the Moon or Dark Step, whatever that one with Nicki is, like that's yeah. a more grown type song. Right. We'll definitely hit the, And I think the ones that feel more grown, I think that happened definitely later, like 2016 area, because like there's certain things he shares on on some of these songs that are more emotional that like I don't think when he was right off the Carter 4 tour and shit that he would have been trying to write songs like that he would have been making another Carter 4 yeah. which was straight bangers like nothing really top to bottom but just bangers and don't get it twisted Carter 4 is fire but uh like this this to me just it, it, it brings a much more complete album feel right and I think this album is his most complete album, honestly. Right, and he had fucking, what, Sosa Man on here. Well, I, I, really, I had never heard of him. Right, I had heard of him a little bit. I think he's from, like, I don't want to say Chicago, but I feel like he's from Chicago, maybe not. <laughs> but, like, he not saying much. Right, he not saying shit. I don't even really know why he's on this song. I have, no, I really have no idea how this dude made the Carter Five cut. Um... But whatever, Wheezy probably fucks with his sound or something. He right. do whatever the fuck he wants. Lucky that could have been picked. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't fuck with his verse. I do fuck with them on the his kind of ad libs and, and background on the on the hook. This last hook, and and just the bass kicks really hard on the hook. This last time, I feel like I don't know if it's turned up a little bit. There's more going on though. It feels really full at the end here, um, which just makes it feel like climactic, like a song should at the end. Right, gotta listen to him more. Really, hear it on headphones. Definitely, just some, <coughs> some very well put together tracks on this for sure. Right. So the next song is fucking called "Open Letter." It's exactly what it says. Right, and it's, it's literally exactly. He's just talking his shit, and this is this is grown shit. This is this is wheezy to me on some grown. Like he said, sometimes I feel like I ain't shit. That's the first line from. Best rapper, A-Live. Quoted by himself, but sometimes he still feels like he ain't shit. Right. This song was produced by, what, Nick the Piff, Infamous, and Ben Billions. And Ben Billions is on hella tracks. I just hope I die So he's a good producer. Never heard of him until now, but shit. He's on hella of these tracks. I fuck with hella of these beats. They probably won't miss me till they need me. We all can feel that, in my opinion, because we have those people who don't hit us up until they need something from us. Man. Um, that, we all felt that. Right. Uh, I live and I learn, then die trying to teach them, die trying to reach them. They care more about how much I leave them, where do I leave it? Like, he is talking. Open letter. And, like, this to me was like, because, like Don said, some of the other ones felt more grown. But when you were listening to the album the first time, I, to me at least, this is when I was like, oh, shit. Weezy really gonna talk to us on this album? Because, like, there's... I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. But to me, Lil Wayne, up till this album, had made a career. 95% of his <laughs> tracks, really, in my opinion, haven't been about shit. Like, he's just... A great rapper, a great wordplay, yeah. great punchlines, but like not impactful, not trying to elevate your mind or tell you, like really, 
like giving you piece of his soul like this right. like this is something that he's in my opinion probably sat on for years a lot of these thoughts and feelings especially like when we get down to the later tracks like there's things that he has sat on for years and just not been able to just talk about in the way that he's able to finally do on this album which is amazing to me i love seeing these some of our favorite artists kind of have these uh maturation like the, the projects mature like jay-z on 444 lil wayne on the carter five like just these projects yeah, we had to do 444 at some point definitely uh where you can and like <coughs> mac miller projects in the, in the later you like just these ones where you can feel like you felt these artists grow up through their music and that's amazing amazing to me i love it right you could definitely tell because like you said like I, and i had definitely made note of this i had noticed it wayne like he's always had a few couple songs where he said some real shit like i said i always fuck with single i felt like that was a real ass song yeah. and he's always had songs along the way and like mr carter right has that, a little bit of meaning to it for sure that were real and he was saying some real shit but like this song Definitely was one of them. The songs before, like you said, uh, the man on the moon, or why well, I say man on the moon? <laughs> yeah, me saying dark side of the moon and the fucking uh, can't be broken. I felt like them songs were definitely some real shit. And like really, once we hit like that uh, can't be broken, like this chunk of the album is just the some of the more real shit because uh, it's uh, can't be broken, uh, dark side of the moon. Mona Lisa's not really real, but it's a different Wheezy than we've really heard a lot of right. in our lives. And then uh, we got this song, and the, the song following this is another grown-ass song to me. Like, it's talking about... The famous. The famous shit. And it's got his daughter on it, which is amazing. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, bro, that's his daughter. And it's crazy, because she doesn't have, like, anything else. Like, I looked on Spotify, she has nothing else. Um, and she sounds good, too. Uh, Regine. And, like, he's just talking about kind of, uh, <clears throat> I mean, being famous. Like, the, the positive and negative, to, in my opinion. He, he addresses both, and he's got his, uh, his mom intro, and again, his mom is the tie through this whole album. She, right. she, she talks on the end of a few different songs that lead you into my, in my opinion, often the most impactful tracks. She talks you into them, um, kind of sets the story, puts you where you need to be thinking. Um, but yeah, Regine sounds really great on this hook to me. Right, so this song is called Famous. It's produced by Ace Harris and Sack Pace. I love, and I love this song. I felt like this song got a little popish feel to it. He had a couple songs that had a little popish feel to it. I feel like they could be kind of singlish. Be on the TV, mama. Pop voice. Oh my God, they got a point and blew my mind. And yeah, just on this song, I, I felt like he was talking about just the fame and the shit that comes with it. Feel like not a lot of people can relate to it, but you can understand it. Because most people, people are nobody till right. somebody <laughs> kill them. Probably thought that my career would be short and sweet. I don't know who the fuck he thought thought that. Uh, but you played yourself. No short and sweet career for Lil Wayne. Um, can't spell fame without me. 
I want my Hall of Fame speech to be short and sweet, like thank God, fuck fame, and thank me. Was a main man till I went mainstream. That shit funny as fuck to me. And true. Right, and I felt like, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I feel like a lot of people, like, they be like that. Like, well, not a lot of people, but I know some people, they be like, oh, I don't fuck with him anymore. He, he's fave. He like, went mainstream. I love that he peeps that and puts it in there. Right. And it's just like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Right. And that's like, to me, Wheezy but only then, became, Wheezy became mainstream because everybody bit his shit. Really. Like, I really believe that a little bit. Like, Wheezy, when he first started, Wheezy did not sound like anybody else. Right. And there's, I mean, there's people that have stemmed from it, but nobody still can deliver, like, Wheezy-like songs to me. Like, it just doesn't happen. He's just a very individualistic and special artist. <coughs> Damn, Auburn losing to Mississippi State. They said they saw, said I changed, but they can't hear me jingle. That's funny. But now nah, this song definitely was uh like you said a def a definitely a different Wayne. I feel like like we said a lot of these songs were different, and that show like his maturity and growth on this Carter. The fan mail and subpoenas, jail cells to arenas. That's a come up. That's a fucking come up, and that's what Lil Wayne did, folks. That's crazy. Like when you think about people who early in their life get locked up and catch real charges and shit and get in real trouble like it's it's hard to come back from stuff like that like no matter how talented you are like you have obstacles to overcome after that and stigmas that are gonna always be there no matter how far up you come or whatnot like it was like well what about when this happened like and like I just think he's done a good job rolling with all the punches that he's had to deal with in his whole life from being in the in the in the system and having to deal with the judicial system and then having to deal with Birdman's dumbass and like that this album could have easily died and just never came to be in my opinion. Easily. But that uh, shit definitely could have happened. But uh, I don't think Wayne ever stopped thinking about putting this out more than likely. I don't think he ever stopped fighting about it for it. Because I definitely wasn't sure that motherfucker was going to come out. Yeah, I mean, we just can't... I mean, especially after how many fucking times it had said it was going to come out. Uh, Zaytoven beat. Right, so this song called Problems. Like you said, produced by Zaytoven. This is definitely a new song. (laughs) He had to put some of these fire beats on there. Right. I like that. I'm never wrong. One time I thought I was wrong and I was only mistaken. And I definitely and right here. Oh, sorry. I fuck with this motherfucker. So I listened like one time in my car. Not every song, but I definitely fuck with this motherfucker. This motherfucker definitely slaps in a whip. You hear this button thing he's doing right here? Off right. And like button, you, stop button. Lock and that button. was something that you had pointed out earlier that I had never really took like a conscious note of but he does do that often use that same word and just finds different ways to talk about right. it so you got big old titties she pop buttons head button Versace button down unbutton right. to the top button like who who does that you're like, right Wayne really the only one that really does that I like I said I never really noticed that he pointed it out 
and she, he says, send me nudes at five in the morning, send back sunglasses with smile emoji. Y'all know that emoji. He just my name, which is Ooh. Hey, that Bob Marley line was cold. Better get up and stand up like Bob Marley. Y'all know that song. Bars. I fuck with the Marley too. Man, fucking UCLA getting their ass beat right now. I'm shitty. What? I, how did this happen this season? Because they're like good last year. Fucking just. Like that? Fucking change of offense. Chip Kelly probably ain't recruited half these niggas. Yeah, I fuck with this beat. I think this is one of the more filler songs on the album to me. Let me just fucking through that bitch. Not that, not that I don't like this song. It's just Wheezy rapping on a fire beat. Like it's right. yeah, this. It's this was one that was song. that was not anything new to us, without a doubt. Good song. I the beat is Zaytoven beat is always gonna be great, and Lil Wayne is generally speaking. In album mode, just gonna rap his ass off no matter what beat he's on. So, right, I feel like this song was just like, oh, it was all right to me. It's not one of my favorites. Right, and I kind of felt like the next song too was kind of like that. But the beat overshadows it. Yeah, you, you peeped the sample, that. obviously, right? Yeah, like this, y'all. <laughs> what y'all know about explosive? Yo, I peeped it so fast. Like, you can hear it so fast when it starts. And then when the beat kind of changes up and it adds the fucking guitar into it, where you can really hear it. Oh, my gosh. The beat is incredible. All right, so this next song is called and I think Dope I honestly Niggas. really like Wheezy on the beat, his Produced verses. I don't like Snoop on the hook, really. Like, yeah, I, I didn't it doesn't really, feel like a hook. Yeah, I didn't really fuck with Snoop, Snoop on here that much. You on the sideline, follow the guidelines, be in the skyline, bars on the inside, or on your blind side, shoot you right between your motherfucking eyebrows. The line code, so it's the killers on the, uh, it's the killers on the front line, you on the sideline, and he said, uh, killers on the inside and on your blind side. That's cold, cause pe- people on the inside, they can catch you by surprise, and the motherfuckers on your blind side catch you by surprise. Like that guitar coming in is so right. cold, bro. And then like that beat change, yeah. So good. Change it up to that fucking uh, fucking uh, what? Fuck Erica Badu beat. In between the those two lines you just said, actually, he said, and follow the guidelines, or you'll be in the skyline, like. I right. think that was the most interesting way I've ever heard somebody say they're gonna kill somebody. Right. That they're gonna be in the skyline. Like, the fuck? That's crazy. Who says that? <laughs> right. And we was talking about that Snoop hook. It didn't really feel like a hook, you right? It felt like he was rapping, and I was about it at first until I realized it was the hook. And then I was like, fuck that. Cold killers. Too sport. Hey. I can't rap this first. <laughs> Too many N words. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not even trying till he's past this part. My mama was a go-getter. Taught me how to be a goaltender. Support system for that bitch you. Hey. And I feel like he was kind of spinning some real shit on this song. Absolutely, and like he effortless, Weezy effortlessly busts his flow up too every time. Like, I like even though he, he's not saying the most on this song, it's right. not our favorite. Like 
He just on the beat like I'm He definitely rolled the beat. He just he I mean when you at this point in your career and you at this level of rapping, like I expect it, but like some motherfuckers still don't know how to just fill a beat out just perfectly in my opinion. And like I think I really think this this would be a whole different song if it had a real hook to me. Right. Like a hook that sounded like a hook. Cause like I fuck with Wheezy all the way through on this song, honestly. Right, he was spitting on it. And I I guess I don't yeah, I don't know why he put Snoop on here or even chose He might have just I think it's cause of the the era the beat came from. Like that's Snoop's era. This is yeah. this isn't like, And he might have fucking just recorded the song and was like, I fuck with Everything I was saying, Snoop don't really fuck it up all the way. And like, honestly, like, I wanted to just be a verse. Because, like, he damn near spitting, like, I got money, I'm a hustler. So if you're buying what I'm selling, you a customer. And, and talking about, but it's point blank range when the pistol bang. Like, he says some dope shit. I'm low, I'm low. But then you just are like, oh, this is the hook? Right. It's just a... I did fuck with the little Wayne refrain. It'd be a start of a great hook, but it's a or a start of a great verse, but it's a weak ass hook. Right. If that makes any sense. So the next song is called Hitters. Yo, and he sampled part of the deposition right here. I don't know, but I did perform. Right, and this song is self-explanatory. And I yeah. feel like a lot of uh, this song he was just spitting. Yo, I feel like this was honest. I don't know if he did this intentionally, but like this song is called Hitters and he references that deposition in which he did threaten that guy. Yeah. Like, was he lightweight threatening him again? Like, just low key for the fucking fun of it because he already did it on camera once, so why not make a song about it? I had that thought the other day and I was like, fuck it. I like so they it. They can't protect you. I mean, he just, this is another one he just rapping on. And that line was Cody said, um, fuck, what'd he say? Use the, uh, line that, oh, use the rope to hang myself to tie a money bag yeah. up. Saying, I ain't about to kill myself. I'm out here getting this money. Why the fuck would I kill myself? Oh. And I fuck with this beat too. It reminds me of, uh, what fucking beat did you say he sampled on here? On this one? It says he sampled in the sample of Nah, that's not It sounds like another beat I've heard before That's not what they were talking about Not what I was thinking of This shit is a bar right here uh, He says, sitting on this money To me feel like a cactus I'm sticking to this shit You would have been hopped your ass up That is ridiculously creative I got hit as well If you think that you could Come up with anything that creative You should absolutely be a rapper yeah, I got plenty of water, yep, yep. and they just wait for the word. This shit like when I'm fortunate. Goddamn, these snitches know this. Goddamn, these snitches know this. Call me a semicolon. Yeah, I got hit as well. Yeah, I got plenty of water. It kicks the door. And I really fuck with this third verse. Yeah. That's all I'm really waiting for. And this is the one, the third verse is the one place Drake appears for one line. Right, the one line. And he has another, he has a Katie Couric sample. Clearly Lil Wayne. Answers to no one. Facts. Mm. And, and it comes back in when it, the, the hook comes back in so hard right there. Hey. All right, yeah, this is just a dope album. What does Wody mean? Just like, uh, is that just like bro? It's like, yeah, it's like homie. It's like, that's from like uh He New laughed because I'm white. That was, <laughs> that was rude as fuck. <laughs> nah, nah. It's like from, uh... It's, like, it's a New Orleans. Well, I know it originated from New Orleans. I know Master P. 
is one who I know came from. But yes, yeah, like homie, homie, bro. Quoty. There's a song. White but that girl. was a cracker question. I'll give I'm you a, that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm all white girls, my woldies. And he he changed the flow up big time on this last hook. I feel like he had hella flows on this whole album. Yeah. Which kept it interesting to me. It makes it easier to listen to an hour and a half. I know the numbers since Roman numerals. The usual. My hunger's hungry. Charleston chew you. Bazookas chew you. Just like bazookas. Don't confuse him. We only hit us. Y'all only humans. Hey. That's bars. He's spitting. And this is going to lead into his mama talking again. Talking about how she had asked God to send her a genius. And he did, and I think he did. I agree with his mother. <laughs> this man is a genius. I don't give a fuck what you think about him or his personality. And this song is grown. This is mature Wayne. I like this song, especially the hook. The hook is so catchy to me. All right, so this next song is called uh, Took His Time. It's produced by Infamous and uh, well, Free J TJ. I'm on a diet, on a diet from the fake beef Cause in my eyes all I see, I see is dead meat Mama said God took his time when he made me Hey, all pride to the side, all safety Right, he was spitting, I like the vibe of this song It's got like a smooth vibe, but like the drum It still got some drums that knock I like the, and I like the beat It's got some nice little, uh Probably sampled vocals of some kind in the background Cause there's no feature on this song uh, but they're in the background. Ooh. And it sounds dope. Right, as I said, got that smooth vibe. And I like when boys be spitting on the beats with no drums and then the drums just drop. You never know when your shit. close ones is a pussy till your nose run. That's because you're allergic to cats. Like, that's why if, you, if you, your friend's a pussy, your nose will run. That's a That's hard. <laughs> that's good ass no, wordplay. And, like, you just said some shit earlier. And just, like, some of this shit, like bars and shit, like, you don't hear from anybody else but Wayne. Like, you don't hear that wordplay. You don't hear those metaphors. Past in the newest soft top like the Jewish because of their yarmulkes they got soft hats stop right like he just I don't understand how he thinks of it. he said fuck your bitch for a Sam's card SIM card and an android like he just you just don't hear this shit nowhere else keep it cool keep the cup warm rum bum 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 to come for my telling and I fuck with this hook I fuck with the like, like USA. I don't know if you said it on the podcast or you said it before, but like he didn't overdo the auto tune, and he could have definitely overdid the auto tune on this uh, hook. And I, I like the, the fact hooks, that he did. He's he's singing a decent amount through here, especially right. in this middle portion, and that's where he can really. And like, it's not that I have a problem in general with auto tune. Yeah. It's it's over auto tune, which we've heard Wayne do. Right. We hear Travis do it consistently, in my opinion. Like. Young Thug does it for sure sometimes. Like, there's just because the, auto tune is great when you ask T Pain how to use auto tune, folks. Like T Pain, master. And like that, and that dude doesn't even need the. T- the first time I heard T Pain sing without the auto tune, I was shitty. I was like, what the fuck have you been auto tuning for your whole life? The hell. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. 
And yeah, like once again, I don't even know if we said it on this song yet, but his flow is pretty immaculate to me. Um, Riding the beat for sure. And uh, this is also, I honestly kind of like the the Damn. the end of this uh, the more introspective section at this point. I think the next couple songs get a little more ignorant on us. Uh, but it is a hell of one to call him fucking cowherd. To end on, he just you fuck with Colin Cowherd, random. Not really. It depends. I don't watch a lot of ESPN anymore. Now he's on them. He's down there on Fox Sport. Only. Yeah, he was got. He, he didn't. Nah, he was on ESPN. He down there got like fired because he was like he said some fry shit or something some fried chips yeah people he do some, be saying fried and he didn't chips. he didn't want to like apologize or something so they fired him he's too uh he's too like he always he just think he's always right and that's <laughs> annoying as fuck next song we go from smoothest shit to a DJ Mustard beat right. going crazy I like this beat a lot DJ Mustard uh, <coughs> he just this is a stunt this is this is this you to me is like. You could definitely DJ Mustard beat the way he came in. This feels like uh, almost like I I have to skip Carter Four, but going to Carter Three, like it, this feels like uh, Got Money type song to me. Got money, you know it. <laughs> they walking in that. like an open safe, like. And I feel like he had to have a song like this on here, kind of just like like he had the Zaytoven beat on here. He had to have a DJ Mustard. Yeah, beat I mean, on here. he had to hit those those right. main ones. Because, uh, I mean, he's not stupid. He knows what's popping. Right. Uh, Snoop Dogg murder with the case. Stop. A homie got an open case. I mean, he, he's not uh, saying a lot, but he stays on the same rhyme scheme for a while. And he said safe. I mean, he's going on open safe a lot. Like, open right, safe is like every other line. Hella spitting on the song. A lot but, like, it's just, this is like technical bars. This is like the... The Odd Future style bars more so. It's just like he's putting rhymes together. Right. Um, yeah, he got a song with uh, Tyler Crater on Tyler Crater's... Uh, what's that one album? Fucking... Fucking... Fuck, what's it called? Something Face? Fuck, what's it called? Mm, hold on. But he got a song with Tyler Crater. I actually kind of fuck with it. I gotta figure out what's it called real quick. Uh, uh, oh, Cherry Bomb. It was on Cherry Bomb album, but the song was called What Smuckers? Yeah, this it got Lil Wayne and Kanye on it. You heard that song? I had to because I've heard that song, that album. Yeah, that song. Not ringing a bell. I'll that have song to go was back called. To it yeah, it was, it was a little. It was different. The beat damn it changed up. But uh. <clears throat> Anyway, back to this song. Like, he was fucking... This was a fucking song where I just felt like he was, like, showing his fucking rapping skills. Because he was definitely... Like, he had hella bars on this song. Like, he's been for, like... How long is this song? Song, like, fucking three minutes. (coughs) And, like, he... Like you said, he's really not... It's not, like, Lil Wayne bars, like... Punching you in the face type bars. It's... Just putting rhymes together that has to do with money and. What, Tebow got his number retired or something? That's fucking wild. Dude doesn't even play football anymore. He's a legend, though. A Florida legend. 
You guys Damn. can't see my face, but I didn't I didn't react to that at all. <laughs> Florida legend. A Florida I mean, legend. He had a... <laughs> then he won like two national championships. Yeah, I mean and and the Heisman. I respect and honestly I just do respect Tim Tebow as a person, so I'm not gonna hate. I think I think he's kinda goofy. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, bro. Alabama has the easiest fucking schedule ever. Yeah, bro. You guys are so corny. You want to be number one every year, win out with your easy ass schedule. Fuck off. Fucking hate Alabama. It's like the Patriots of college football. So that shit just. Oh, Benjamin Victor is that dude. That was a cold ass catch. He's made two good ass catches in the week. In two, the last two games, we talked through the last part of this song. Right, because the yeah. song, like we said, what he wasn't really saying too much. It was just some spitting, so it wasn't really, wasn't really too much for us to fucking say. Yo, but this next song, opinion, what? Ashanti was not needed on this song whatsoever. You so, put Ashanti yeah, on here to yeah, have Ashanti. Ashanti cold than a bitch. I, I mean, she is, and, and her voice sounds Ashanti. great, but like she barely said right shit. right now bro. tonight. She barely said shit. You know what I'm saying? I think okay, she should have been utilized better. Exactly. On here. Let me say that. I can I can go with that. And it's uh, I like that he had Mac Man on here because I don't I fuck with Mac Man and I don't really you don't hear him too much. This this chorus just I fuck with it for some reason. It's so easy going. I just fuck with Mac Man because he a boss. Like he don't even really rap like that, but he's just out here getting money. Damn, my nigga got thrown off from hella fucking high. Yeah, like then the chorus leads into Ashanti's bridge, which is just Mister In Between. She still sounds nice as fuck, but I just wanted to see her like talk some shit, say some shit. Or she definitely sound good. She sound crispy as fuck. Um, he just he I love the way Lil Wayne comes on his. Honestly, like I love the flow that he chooses and the sound he chooses on this song. I made a bunch of fuck around money. Now I feel like I found money. I'm fucking awesome too. I has a child for me. I only two ain't coming home till the cows coming. They try to press a power button. I like how he said I'm fucking awesome till awesome have a child for me. Like that's just a funny wordplay. Like, cause how many times have we all said oh, I'm fucking awesome? You're fucking awesome, but he means like fucking like having sex with this. Funny. My bad, I was trying to find this fucking out of this show on Hulu. But now nah, I fuck with the vibe of this song. Like it had that like uh like West Coast type feel to it. Bro, I don't even know if you peeped this one bar that he said in here, but he said she said I will like ill with an apostrophe. And like that that bar took me to like earlier this week on like probably my 15th list of this album to hear him say she said I will like ill with an apostrophe and understand it that he meant ill turning into aisle means I will and I was just like that is stupid fucking creative like who else but Weezy's gonna say that they hating on Shanti but I fuck with Shanti on this song I just think she could have done more or they could have had her do more like I ain't trying to hate honestly I feel that I just think it was she's such an iconic Name to see on a song, and I mean this this bridge is way nicer. Like I like. Hey, you think this. this is an older song or a newer song? 
I want to say older, just because like I haven't heard of Shanti's name in a long time, and this has been a really, really long time for it to have been kind of off the grid, more or less, for him to be like, yo, let me grab this feature, <laughs> but who knows, because like Ashanti and Mac Man have both been kind of, right. their time is a little bit past, but man, Ashanti still got it, like that voice is beautiful, and she's pretty beautiful, I'd wife. What that nigga say, something about bisexual? Bullshit. Oh, mommy is bionic and bisexual, bilingual. Mommy is a goddess, but she gotta let her wings show. Mommy trying to fuck me with her team. That's a team sport. Yeah, no, he didn't say he was bisexual. <laughs> I was like, what he? He said pop, 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 pause. Oh, and this was a Manny Fresh beat. I don't know if we said that, but that's dope. Manny Fresh had two beats on here actually. I think he was like the only one with more than one beat actually. I believe. Throw a five Carter Cinco. All the boys finito. Definitely smooth like a Manny Fresh beat. Now you say that. Yeah. Oh, bro, they're so good. I don't even know what that shit is on the inside. That's what she said. Who said I don't know what that is, but tastes good. Undertaker! Undertaker! You missed it last episode. <laughs> episode right. 11 was Undertaker list. That was fucked up. That was shitty. Alright, so this next song. Demon. Make sure. Hey, we just said Undertaker. Alright, right, this song was interesting. There's some dope ass wordplay. Dope flow. Alright, definitely the flow. It came in fucking flowing crazy. Like I said, I always fuck with the people. They fucking start flowing before the beat drop. And he's spitting. Demons got memories. I had a little revenge room. Then it starts sizzling. Yeah. And he's playing big on Demon with the mans. Demon, Demons. Like, that's hard. Right, and it be like that, man. I just felt like this song he was saying, like, talking about the demons, man. And everybody got their own demons. Different type of shit just be haunting you. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Oh, my God. When he gets to this refrain, bro, this shit is funny. You'll see the line if you just read the the second line in that motherfucker. Boy, clean about the demon out the pan. It sounds interesting. That's what I said. Is that you said? Is that the word you said? Yeah. Interesting, for sure. Not one of my favorites, but it's different. Pull the demon in your mouth. Put the demon in your mouth and then pull it clean up out your ass. Like he just Found a halo in her trash, but right, she don't he, talk about her past. And Wayne always been, be the, been the fried motherfucker. Always says some fried shit. What the fuck? He says some. Uh, Yo, this song is actually wild because it went. It goes verse, bridge, chorus, refrain, bridge two, chorus two, verse, bridge three, refrain. Like this is just a this is a wildly put together song, to be honest. Like, there's only two verses, and they're not that long, but this song is what? Like, 
probably three and a half. Yep. Yo, I do not have the time in front of me, just so everybody knows. Alright? Expert level. But analysis. the way fucking Wayne writes songs, he doesn't actually write songs. Like, it's all off the top of the head, so I can see how that would happen. Bruh, he did a performance of Dedicate on The Tonight Show. No one he was out there fucking up the words first. You said he was? He was fucking up the words. And then he kind of talked about why in the interview, because he's like, like, yo, The Tonight Show crew had typed the words up for him. Because one, he hasn't listened to Carter Five since it dropped. Because he said he listened to the part with his mom, and he just was like not feeling it. He said it put him in a weird mind state. <laughs> and then he also was like, it's hard for me to memorize my lyrics because I don't write shit down. He's like, when people ink to paper, he said that shit sits in your head more. He's like, but that right. like, that's not how I write. He's like, I hop in the booth, and it just it tells me what to say, or I have something in my mind already. And like then I'm done with the song, I move on to the next. I'm just like, it's crazy how big this dude is, and he's still... Even with an album this well put together, this complete, didn't write shit down. Like, that, to me, is crazy. And I don't know how Don writes, but I'm pretty sure Don writes all his fucking lyrics down. Yeah, right. Actually, right. Yeah, and, like, I'm not nearly on anybody's level, but when I try to write, write raps, like, that shit, freestyle, like, off the top, it's hard. Like, I, especially, like, I don't get how when he's sipping, sipping, smoking, whatever he's doing on... Not as much anymore, but like, how is he doing this shit? That is crazy. The skill. This song is fucking cold. But yeah, this this is another another uh, vibey song. Introspective for sure, a little bit. Right. And this is another grown man song. If we throw it into that Andy's, category, I think he's this is his best sound singing wise. Like, I just think this is so good because it's only him the whole time too, and he just he sounds good. My life is a mess right. of happiness, lust, sex, obsession, desire with no love. Fuck it, my bae is a mess. Right, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like they can feel like should they life a mess, and then even if your life a mess, you still have some happiness and other shit. So even though your life a mess, there's still some happiness and other shit in it. It's not all bad. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. She gonna have to be juicy wet. If she gonna ride on this Tune Express, that's just Tunchy. Tunchy, baby. That is good wordplay. Uh, I just heard a lecture, but I swerved the question. I reserved a section with a bunch of bitches that prefer the pleasure. And like he 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 starts it off so slow, and then like as that verse progresses, he started spitting his ass off, and then he pulled back immediately again, like without any notice. Just and, th- and this beat was produced by Infamous. I just wanted to say that because I fuck with this beat. And this guy's like that, uh, it's kind of got a, almost like a Drake-ish feel, but a little faster than a Drake-ish, a Drake song, like slow. But it's got that kind of like slow, vibey Drake song. I can feel him like introspective speaking on this motherfucker. I feel like that's what Wayne's kind of doing, talking some realer shit on here. In the bridge, this is just a cool wordplay. This isn't really saying that much. I mean, it's saying a little something, but it's not. He said, I can hear her teardrops echo. Her teardrops turn into exo. Like, that's just cool wordplay that, once again, that I don't think a lot of people could think of. For sure. Um, And this was a kind of, I wouldn't say a long song, but it was longer than a lot of the songs on here. Three and a half minutes. 
for like a lot of songs for like three minutes. But it's a it's a nice sounding song. Uh, Definitely got that good vibe. Like I said, he got had a lot of vibey songs on here. Didn't really have. <clears throat> I feel like he had more vibey songs on here than songs that not. And I fuck with that. Yeah, like, and I think that's especially crazy coming from off the. If you really are talking about albums, yeah, coming off the Carter Four. Yeah, because Carter like, Four was knocking. Knocking like a motherfucker, which both great in their own regard. Uh, but like he just he he changed his style. He grew up over the years, and I think I think honestly it is almost good for us that we had to wait this long for it. I don't think this Carter Five would have. I don't know, of course. But if it had dropped on time, I don't know if it would have been as this good of an album to me. Like, I think it would have been... not. I don't ever want to say recycled with Lil Wayne, but like the same exact feel that we were kind of getting used to more so. The only way you could really answer that question for sure is if you like knew when each song was made. Because all these songs could be old, never know. True. But now this next song is called Dope New Gospel. Produced by uh, R.I.O. and Camo. And this wasn't one of my favorite songs on here. But it had a cool little vibe. It had a cool little message, I guess. I felt like the song was like, uh, you know, gospel's like good news. So I felt like this was just like a nigga bleeding and shit. But now I felt like this was like a, a more just like a... Like a rejoiceful type song, like almost like stunting, just talking about good shit. Honestly, like I, uh, <laughs> I don't fuck with the dad either, but he says some dope shit in here. Um, you always see me with the white cup. Some people say it's a bad look, but take a good look at what you're looking at. You never know when it's last look. It's written all over my face. These tattoos that can't be erased. Literally, is what he's saying there is like, stop talking shit about what I'm doing. Like, don't worry about me. Look at me. I got teardrop tattoos. I'll fuck you up. Like, that's literally what he's saying. And, like, he says it in just such an interesting way, though. Like, take a look at what you're looking at. And then he says, the tattoos written all over my face that can't be erased. Like, that, that shit crazy to me. He's. Right, and the hook was by some chick named Nivea. She sounded cool. She had that. She sounded um, nice, honestly. I don't know who the fuck she had. She had, like, that um, West Coast sound singing to me, like, Kalani type fucking, like. Uh, Janae Aiko type sound. He starts like to, in these airy. later parts. He starts talking about the mirror a lot. Man in the mirror. He references that a lot, which just just ta- uh, speaks to the the uh, the looking inward that he's been doing more on this album. The introspection, like he's talking about looking in the mirror, like just looking in the. You know how I be sometimes. You, you be, be reflecting. Well, 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 get it? Because but we ride, but enjoy ride. Nigga said it's a bumpy ride but a joy ride. So you know a joy ride, you going out for fun. So he's saying it's a bumpy ride, but the shit's still fun. It's still a good time. And like I so love that's how bars, he said, good wordplay. And I love how he ended, ended basically ended his part uh, on the song as far as verses go. He said, "Still the motherfucking best rapper alive." Because honestly, like he used to say that shit a lot back in the Carter days, and then on these mixtapes, you didn't hear that shit as much. And cause I mean he's dealing with litigations and stuff, he's not getting to put out real work. And like he hadn't really said it on this album either. And like finally like we get to hear best rapper A Live. And 
I'm hard pressed to argue with him. Yeah. I'm hard pressed I mean, to argue with him. I mean, there's a lot of hard to hear from you, but I'm surprised. I heard, I would believe you would say J. Cole is some greatest rapper alive. I mean, there's different kinds of great rappers, but man. But the greatest. Yeah. I mean, who is the greatest? Stand up. You might not be able to deny Tunchi, man. But nah, this next song is called uh, Perfect Strangers. It's another beat produced by Manny, Manny Fresh. Yeah, that's smooth. And, it, and, and like, track, it's another smooth song. Yeah, the track feels it too, like the whole way through. Four biscuits, ten pieces of chicken, KFC. I wish KFC was better. So they be flames sometimes. Sometimes. You just gotta catch them at the right time, and if you catch them at a bad time, you fuck. Look at all those UCLA girls. She, she, all right. She, all right. No tens. I ain't seen no tens. She about an eight. <laughs> no tens? How they gonna have cheerleaders and not one ten? At UCLA. All right, that's a fucking damn shame. But now, anyway, so this song, man, was this, this song called Perfect Strangers? And I just felt like it was just talking about. You know, perfect strangers, how you might feel like you meet somebody that's perfect for you. And I think, um, I think it's talking about like, as you have been with somebody for a long time as well, um, which I feel like you might be able to feel this a little bit, and like you've been doing the same shit all the time, like, Right. The routine just different, and like, eventually you get to a point where this, where the sex is monotonous. The sex isn't exciting anymore, you know. Everything and, monotonous. And exactly, like everything, and like that's where you get this disconnect where you don't even be talking all the time and shit, and like right. you feel a little bit like strangers, strangers yeah. walking around in the same house or whatever, existing in the same area. Um, it's another more grown man cut. Right, for I was sure. about to say you put it that way. Definitely hella grown man. And I also think at some point he kind of references just like sleep with these strangers every night another yeah every night another woman doing the same shit so that I think is speaking right. more to like maybe the single life when you just and right that rich life yeah like, you just get a fuck whoever you want basically and like it doesn't like, matter every right. night any girl's down for whatever like that shit would get old. whether right. you like to think it or not that shit would right. get old right I was about to say like people, you never know what these girls regular are there people for. Regular people and shit, well, I wish I could have that all the time, but at some point, like you just saying, that shit gonna get old at some point. And like, and it's, see, the problem is it's like that with bitches. girls, friends, like, you would just ne- you would just never be able to know who's really trying to fuck with you, so like, it'd be really like, hard really, to really right, let who really people fucks in. with you or who's just fucking with you for the money. And that's I feel like that's a lot of, that's something that a, uh, rappers and shit, a lot of people with money, they talk about, is like, and I feel like that is a, a legit struggle, like, you never know. When you got money, you don't know if somebody fucking with you trying to get to your money or do they legit fuck with you. So you will will never understand that shit till we get to the money. It's coming. It's coming. Right. But now nah, this was definitely a grown a grown man song. Like we said, he had a lot of grown man songs in here that we're not really too used to listening to. Like he's always had some songs. And this shit just smooth. He but like, together. I feel he like the majority the of this project was really was incredible, almost all the way through. Uh, like, Don't Do Gospel is about the only beat that I don't just heavily, heavily like fuck with. Honestly, Uproar, Uproar has its moments. One time I'll listen to Uproar and I'll get amped, and then another time I'll be like, Nah, this shit gets old. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like, I fuck with this song. I feel like he had a lot of... I won't say slow song, but had a lot of smoother, slower type songs on here. I would also say more than any other Carter, but this goes into saying that it feels like a complete project. This is one of the the only ones of the Carter that I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't even want to put this album like on shuffle. Like if I'm going to listen to the Carter Five, I I want to listen to it straight through. through, Which is how I like to listen to albums anyway. But with like Lil Wayne, it's usually not important. But this one it is because you'll get really important intros to some songs. this is one of the biggest bangers on the album. All right, so this next song is called Used To. Used To. This is, this is to me, this is the most classic Wheezy song to me, to be honest with you. Like, Wasn't there a song on fucking uh, Sorry For The Wait called Used To? I think so. And did it have Lil yeah. Wayne on it? I don't know if it had Lil Wayne on it. I don't Wayne think it was on. that song. There's a different song with Lil Wayne on it. <laughs> but nah, this song was produced by Infamous, uh, Prince 85, and Metro Boomin'. And this is this. I feel like this is probably an older song because Metro Boomin hasn't really been producing too much lately. Nah, he's like damn near chilling. I remember he said he was retiring, but then I seen some videos of him. He was producing some like uh, boom bap shit. So I think he's just like in a different place right now. We might hear some shit from him. Uh, we might hear some shit from him uh, <coughs> coming up soon. They said this is Metro on Lil Wayne's first collab. You still ain't seen a fucking thing until you see five. That's hard. I love that one. Right, and I I do feel that kind of uh, Metro booming sound because I feel like he had a lot of of dark sounding beats. I feel that. I, I hear it. This really kind of remind me of uh, like uh, for some reason I want to say I was almost <laughs> Big Sean. I almost said Lil Sean. That'd have been disrespectful. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Uh, Lil Red, Lil Red, <laughs> Lil Red. That shit was funny as fuck. <sighs> but now this, I don't know. I feel get a. Uh, Big Sean vibe Like Dark Sky Paradise Type feel I don't know why Yo, He's dropping so many N-words I just be sitting out right now <laughs> Around the city With the safety off Black 9 And it's pretty Like a baby doll Hey And he's pissing With the ladies off My finger sitting On the trigger Like a lazy boy Hey With the apron off Hey Nah Hey the beans. Damn, now it's coffee. coffee. Looking for your pussy ass, ass like I got a warrant. Steve Mass, that's a private party. Bullets jumping off your ass like a shock absorbent. Fucking bells, LL, nigga. I know the A. He was spitting on here. And like, I love the hook on this shit too. Um, and like, I don't know, he just going. Like, this is one that makes me want to get amped, but I mean, that's. That's what a Metro right. Boomin beats for, right? right. And then, again, this wasn't one of my favorite songs on here. It nah. was just a, I feel like it might have been more of a filler song. Yeah. And then, like, since it was a Metro Boomin. And I really did love the shit he said when he said, shoot you in the head, give you ass three eyes, but you ain't seen shit until you see five. And he says it again here. You ain't seen shit until you see five. Like, that's just really hard. And this beat. Yeah, but I said, this beat cold in the bitch. But like it's just Wayne doing old Wayne shit. It's just shit. It's shit we've we've heard before, more or less. Um, but he going on that street shit. Um, I'm gonna give you two tacos. Or- and then this, 
goes Triple into his mom talking one. I had to go get that motherfucker. His mom talking one last time. And leads it and, and right when you heard her talking about shit, you knew the last track was gonna be real as fuck. And it isn't really real as fuck until the third of three verses. He kinda just rapping, honestly, until then. But she's talking about I never asked him what happened with the gun. Wasn't an accident or what? And if you are familiar with Lil Wayne Law, you know you've heard him a bunch of times talk about when he was like thirteen years old or so. Accidentally, he always said it was an accidentally shot himself um and that's really all we ever knew um didn't speak on it got sanfa on the fucking intro and i love this song this is arguably one of my favorite songs on motherfuckers fuck with sanfa i think it's i think the the hook is cool or the intro slash the hook just to let it all work out we can all feel that shit sometimes you just gotta let life be life hey but this is also like this is shit that's straight way, up my alley. I like how he has like that intro work. I mean, I said work and intro playing throughout like the verse. Said don't let the money come between us. Loaded, loaded at my early years convenience. Hey, this show, or this show, this uh, song really ends up being up my alley, especially the third verse. I like shit that's really raw. Um, and really telling you a piece of somebody's life. Yeah. Especially when it took six years for him Where to feel comfortable to, get, to, to, to say this stuff. Or even longer. He's been set, talking about this shooting for longer. To finally be able to speak on what happened and tell us. Back home. That's okay, a funny line. Cool with you. They could do Transformers. Hmm. They could be Benchformers. Benchformers. Yeah, man, the rocking chair, hey, spitting. And but uh, Barry said, uh, the niggas act like they cool with you, but a lot of these niggas be transformers. That bar, I, that bar was cold. I like Talk how he's able to end every verse, fake man, by basically saying, Let that shit work out. Like he, this one, she said, Let that shit work itself out, right? Um, and then the, the next one, he just said, With that tongue, I just keep spitting, so it all worked out. And then the last one, we'll wait to to see who's talking to him at that point. Right, and I do, I do fuck with this hook. Like, Simba got a he got a unique sound. He don't really sound no, not too many, or really nobody else sounds like him. Piece of me ain't the one that's serving slices. Please swallow. I had my share of dirty diapers. Okay, he is talking on this hook, or this verse too. Right, he's spitting that real shit. This was a this was a real ass song. Like I just said, like he had a lot of real ass songs on here. Fear God, never fear men. Beat odds, never beat women. But you fuck with the women beaters, Ohio State fan. That's not cool. You put me in a bad position. When I had my tongue, so with that tongue, I just keep spitting. So it all worked out. You know, that's how like it I go, can, man. I cannot even emphasize enough how impactful this third verse really is, especially for Lil Wayne. Like the most impactful of his career, times two hundred and fifty-five thousand. Like when I listened to this the first time, I was shook. Like he's talking, and it's shit you never expected to hear come out of Lil Wayne's mouth. Um, he, unlike uh, that, he dropped a mixtape called Psycho. He had talked a little bit about like mental health, 
Who, Lil Wayne? Yeah. He did the mixtape called Psycho? Yeah, like a while back, I think. I think that's what it's called. That's a bar to end on. If you didn't get the double entendre, sold me another life and made a profit, like he can make a profit like money, but nah, he made Lil Wayne a profit, like with his fucking words. That's hard. So he trying to kill himself? Yeah, bro. Man's art at like 13 is when he's talking about this shit happened. And this man tried to kill himself with his mom's gun. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, for him, like, to, for him to have hold, held that in, that was 23 years ago when this album came out. Um, and even his mom said, like, I'd never asked him. She didn't know. Like, do you think he ever told anybody before he got on this record and told everybody? Like, I might tell a couple people. That shit, and, and to me, like, that just, this ultimately is the culmination of where you see how grown he became because, like, he is outright lied to all of us for his whole career about it, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, that's a very vulnerable thing to share with anybody, let alone the whole fucking world. But he finally grew and overcame it and also realized that people hearing this could potentially help somebody else. He's like, nah, this isn't it anymore. And I think especially because this this album more or less feels a little bit like a dedication to his mom, obviously, with his mom talking on the intro and through the whole thing. And I feel like it probably meant a lot to him. If she genuinely hadn't known, it probably meant a lot for to him for her to finally get to know what he really went through and overcame. Because, like, for you to be at 13 years old thinking about suicide and then eventually end up in the... Like, this man has been down and out, like, his whole life. Like, every every odd was against him, whether it had been from trying to kill himself, getting locked up, uh, just not being traditional in his sound, his look, his anything, like... Number one, he's ugly as shit. Like, yeah. Lil Wayne, ugly as shit. But, like, I don't know, man. This album, especially, like, that al- that song is special. This album is special. It's my favorite. It is. I've sat with it enough to comfortably say it is my favorite of the Carter series. It took over number three. Number three had always been my favorite. Number two, also very close because, like, he's just rapping his ass off on two. Four is bangers, and I can I can listen to bangers anytime. But like this is sincerely my favorite Carter and my vote for album of the year at this point. So what would you rank this? What does it sound 10 like? Ten out of ten. Yeah, this is a ten for me. This is a fucking ten. Like you had, yeah. like the 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 thing that's crazy to me is it would have been so easy for this album to bomb our expectations to just be fucking awful. 
to just be the biggest disappointment we'd ever waited six, seven years for, whatever. And it didn't. To me, to me, it actually exceeded my expectations. My expectations were high going in. Um, this made me, honestly, like, I'm, I'm late. I was always a fan, but this, like, made me a real Lil Wayne fan. Like, he showed me a side that I hadn't got to see that speaks the most to my, well, my ear, what I like to listen to. More lyrical, more real, more talking that shit. Because, like, not anybody can't do it the way he does, but anybody can rhyme words about shit. Not everybody can write punchlines like Lil Wayne has his whole career. But it takes a different type of artist to be able to make shit like this. Music that's real and about real shit and trying to make people feel a way. That takes way more skill than any punchline rapping. And I'm sorry. Like, it just does to me. You got to come from a real place and you got to put it carefully on a track so that it just works. And I think you did a great job. So, yes, this is a 10 for me. Fucking Chipotle. Chipotle. Out here with the advertising. So I get this motherfucker. I give it a nine and a half out of ten. Ah. Only because I didn't feel like it had that fucking like real ass single song that I was expecting from Wayne. That's the only reason why. He said, Where's Drake? Right. There's I needed I didn't hear this fucking single song that would be radio, radio hit, so I didn't really hear it. But other than that, uh, like the Travis album called damn near though. I mean, that, I think that's about as close as it gets to just the radio feel that right. you're talking about, and it it falls a little short to me. That's the only that's the only reason. But if if it had I had that fucking radio hit, it would have been ten out of ten for me. It's still close to a ten out of ten. From but what you've I'm heard this give year, it a nine and a half. From what you've heard from this past year, because the 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 day that he dropped was the deadline for Grammys this year. Do you, would you put this? It's in the com. It's clearly going to be in the conversation. I, just, I had to look at the whole list. Heard. I I honestly would too. But for for me at this point, uh, Kod, uh, Carter Five, uh, Redem- I'm surprised you're not saying Kod. Nah, I, I can't. Thematic, thematically and whatnot, sure. But like, I don't know. Like, nah, man. This is just. This is one of the. Uh, this is a great album. Not that Kod's not. I think J. Cole might have his time another time. We'll see. He's just Cole's got to just keep doing his thing. Because in my opinion, Cole's going to keep doing what he's doing. That bitch looks so silly. (laughs) He said silly. She looked weird. Um, But man. He's looking like part Asian. Eminem's Kamikaze might be in the conversation. Not. I ain't even listening to it. You going to? Fuck that. I ain't listening to that bullshit. You going to? He said bullshit. Like, why did he just come for Eminem like that? Like, as if, as if, yo, is Eminem in your top 10? Yeah, he's probably in there. Okay, cool. So, I don't know why. Yo, Don just loves to hate. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it is. He, he, he likes to troll like that, for sure. <laughs> like, that's Don's favorite shit. When I say, yeah, let's do this, fuck that. <laughs> Shit's funny, though. But no, honestly, like, I'm low-key gonna bring that next episode. So we got nine and a half out of ten, ten out of ten. You got a nineteen and a half out of twenty. Shout out to Lil Wayne. Like honestly, I was just so happy for him to finally get to put that out. Like, you went through years of court and shit and dropping the heli mixtapes that you're not getting paid for and blah 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 blah. Probably skateboarding a lot <laughs> and just working and like you finally get to culminate into an album rollout, an album. 
going to go on tour. Uh, yo, I want him to wait for Drake to get done with tour and go ahead and do Drake versus Lil Wayne 2. Because um, I'll be in that. Either way, I'm going to see Lil Wayne on this tour. Like, so hopefully he comes here. So I'll, he, I'll go anywhere. I feel like he'll probably anywhere. come here. He'll probably. I'd like to think he would. I'd like to think he would hit like almost every. Like it's been forever since he's been on tour. Like since since Drake versus Lil Wayne. Did you go to that tour? Yeah. Was it fire? I've heard it was incredible. Fire. I was shitty. I, I don't know what I was on, bro. I don't know I don't what know. I was I'm on. I'm surprised bro. you didn't go to it. Honestly. I don't know what the fuck I was on, but. Yo, do you know what I thought of, though? I was like, yo, I don't know if Drake's put out enough, like, actual heat to compete. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's Drake. But, like, really, though. <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker be... That motherfucker would be nice. I think... I forget who won the last one. There's damn near even, like... Where would they even have to do that? Is Clips even big enough like to do it at Clips probably, again? Yeah, they did it at Clips the first time. I feel like... It's not even called... It's, what is it? Ruoff Home Mortgage Center. Now. Yeah, but it would have to be... It had to be in the fucking... Summer, though, because they don't do shit out there in the winter. It's true. Bro, they could do Lucas Oil. Yeah. They, see, could, that's why they I, could do Lucas Oil. That's like, why not I, Banker's Life, Lucas Oil. Nah, I don't know, because they couldn't... Uh, Drake couldn't sell out Banker's Life. That's why he canceled his concert at Banker's Life. Yo. Because he had a concert yo, at Banker's Life. Indianapolis. That was before... Indianapolis. The Drake vs. Wayne. <laughs> and we was, like, the first... Stop con- letting hip-hop artists... Not sell. Because it makes all the hit. I had to travel to Chicago to see J. Cole. Like, nobody's coming here anymore. We got lucky as fuck that Kanye kicked Pablo off here. Like, Kendrick did not come here on damn. Like, TDE, their tour in general, didn't come here. Like, that's weird. Shitter. Fuck Indiana. Fuck all these conservative people that live here. But Indianapolis, we gotta start showing out for hip-hop. Like, Fuck. Well, I think they, like, it'd be people to come, but they always come to the fucking small-ass venues. Like, because fucking Lupe come here all the time. Cameron was just here. Like, fucking Gucci and Young Dolph and shit. Yeah. Them motherfuckers always come here, but they come to the fucking small venues. Right. The smaller venues. But we can't ever, like, the big stars, they don't come here because they too big for the smaller venues. But, Yo, you fuck with, uh, Is he right or Tech 9 Nah. You know, you ever fuck? You ever heard of really? I mean, I've heard. I've heard them. I never. I don't really fuck with them like that. I don't listen to them. They all like. They all honestly super similar to futuristic, but all of them are on tour together right now. But they not coming here either. Fuck. If they were coming here. I'd be in that bitch. What Yo, Mark Battle's about to go on tour. Are you trying to come, bro? Like I said, Mark. Yo, if Battles. I bought you a ticket to the indie show, would you fuck come Mark Battle's? No, I wouldn't go. You wouldn't go. Would not go to a Mark Battle show. Fuck Mark Battle's. Yo, why is he so angry? I ain't angry. Just fuck Mark Battles. Yo, I can't wait to the day that I bring a Mark Battles project in here and have Don just literally blast me for an hour and a half. Like, literally, <laughs> if I actually did that, which I have really waited a lot of times because I don't know if it'll be worth it, and I think he might genuinely get shitty at me. Fuck Mark Battles. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I think it would be so much fun to just have him sit here and try and deny bars because I know Don knows bars and I've gotten to listen to battle songs before and what did he say? He's spitting but fucking. Honestly, I'll bring I'll bring Lil Dicky's album before I bring that. Alright, listen I'd rather listen to Lil Dicky than fucking Mark Battles yeah, any Lil, day. Lil Dicky's got bars and you know that for sure. Any day of the week I'd rather listen to Lil Dicky. Damn Mark bro. Battles. I I what what did he do back in the day to people that you knew that was so significant or is it just like he's just fake as fuck? And, he's just fake as fuck. Yeah, and honestly, I can, I can kind of see that. Like honestly, I I feel it. But like, 
I just fuck with the music. I didn't have the personal experiences that Don or Don's friends or family had with, <laughs> with Mark Battles because Mark Battles is from Indianapolis. Um, you bitch. But I just, I discovered him through one of my other really favorite rapper, independent rappers, Futuristic, and both of them got bars. If you don't know about Futuristic or Mark Battles, I believe you should peep both. Don would agree on Futuristic for sure. Yeah, Futuristic, cool. Um, we'll have to, I, I can't believe I haven't tried to bring that some of that in yet, honestly, but he hasn't been dropping new shit. He, he's working. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that was the car to five. Right, so we don't... The wait is over. Right, we don't know what we're doing next week. We'll figure that out. You're gonna enjoy it though. I can tell you that much. Right, we're we get we trying to get better every episode. Like we've said before, hit us up on social media. I'm at Topher Stetzel. Right, black on black. And uh, we would love to hear if you guys got any requests. Right, or let us know cr- what you constructive what criticism. You want us to break down. Right, we want to get elevated. We we trying to the the better we get, the more likely it is to have people who aren't just our. Our homies and shit, listen. Right. So, so help share too. If you like right. this, share, share like, us on subscribe. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, share, like, subscribe, retweet that shit on Twitter. Right. Help us out. Help Don out. Right. He's so, got music coming also. Right. Check out my beat tape. Don't sleep. Yo, that beat tape is dope. I told, I done told y'all, I think it was like three episodes, four episodes, three episodes ago. The beats are heat, man. Don't be right. playing. Don't be playing. Check out my beat tape. It's on. It's actually on the Ron Rational uh, SoundCloud. So check it out. Called "Call Me When You Get Home." It's on there. Ten songs, ten beats. Check it out. But yeah, follow us on uh, fucking Twitter, Instagram, Black on Black, Topher Stetzel. It's fucking what episode twelve? No filter episode twelve. Once we get to episode twenty five, man, we'd be one fourth of the way to a hundred. We'll have to do some cool shit for that. Right. When we get when we start hitting miles on like twenty five, we'll have to each pick a classic, classic, classic album in or something. Right. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But yeah, man, this fucking episode twelve, man. Follow us on social media. We'll we'll figure out what fucking uh albums we're gonna do next time. But we out this bitch. Yeah. <laughs>